It is Thursday, the 18th day of November, 2021, and don't you just hate when real life uh, gets in the way of your hobbies or anything, really? Uh, I'm recording this episode much earlier than I would care to, uh, because I have to travel for work for a few days. I like to travel even if it's in a professional capacity, so I'm not all that broken up about it, but I am a bit miffed that it falls during prime recording time, like shit getting in the way of my terrible hobby. Uh, thankfully, though, I have a shit ton of voicemails to fill the time, and there's some there's some gems in here, so... Hold on to your hats. Buckle up. Other shit. I have a cold. I'm getting over a cold. So, you know, it's going to sound worse than usual. Buckle up for that, too. Buckaroo. Uh, Yeah, so a big, big early thank you to the listeners for coming through when I needed them the most. Tell your friends. All that and more on episode number 99. Woo! The great one. Darko Milicic. Oh, man. Celtics legend. I bet you forgot he played for the Celtics. He literally played five minutes for the Celtics. Five minutes. Yep. Maybe more. I could be wrong. I didn't really dig that deep. Uh, he was drafted ahead of Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Thankfully, not by the Celtics, mind you. The Pistons took him. He's now a farmer in his native Serbia. Darko. Wait, actually, this is. I'm sorry. That's wrong. It's the great one. Manny Ramirez episode. Sweet swinging Manny. And his jolly Manny Wood shtick while in L.A. with the Dodgers. The best right-handed hitter I've ever seen. He was... No, not, not him either. Okay. Um, it's the Wild Thing, Mitch Williams episode. Oh, man. Remember that guy, Crazy Phillies closer who... Fuck, come on, no. Uh, Big Cat Ernie Ladd. Todd Hunley, Pittsfield native Turk Wendell. Okay, fine. I'll I'll stop. Stop trying to be funny. It's not funny. It's episode number ninety nine. The Paulina Gretzky's father's episode. Holy shit! His daughter is hot. That's all right here, right now. On complaints and observations. Still, the most less than average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room. When he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Thank you as always, Ken. Greatly appreciated. Welcome to the program, everyone. Uh, all four of you, I appreciate it. I'm going to hear from most of you um, on this episode, so get ready. Um, yeah. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so very much for coming. It, it's uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, I have nothing... <coughs> excuse me. I have nothing of uh, any uh, importance to talk about today. Um... There will be some things that come up during the course of the show, but basically replying to the variety of voicemails that I got. So, without 
further ado, this is what happens when the listeners drive the show. We're jumping right in. Yo, Dave, Banksley here, live from Logan Airport International, straight out of Air France Lounge. What's up? So, just got back from Jamaica, and I learned a fun fact for you. So, not a calm, not a knob, but a fun fact. Did you know our own Paul Revere looks exactly like Jack Black? Google it. It's true. Tell your friends. I have a better story I'm calling it with. Bye. I Googled it. There is a similarity there, and apparently it's a well-known thing, because it's all over uh, the interwebs. I find it amusing. I think uh, Paul... Uh, looks like he has some higher cheekbones. So I think that's where the similarity, 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 really, David? I think that's where the similarity may end, but yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, Scott. Thank you very much. Let's hear Scott's other voicemail. Yo, Dave. Thanks again. If I didn't say that earlier, the wine and beer France Lodge pretty good. Anywho, so I saw some awesome live reality TV nonsense from Jamaica, which I wanted to share. So basically, we were in the pool pretty early. It's called like 12.31. There's definitely some people have been there since it opened. And we're swimming around, and this large chick comes up to me and just goes, would you like to touch my boobs? And I go, no, thank you, ma'am, because she's pretty gross, and my wife's right over there. However, that's not the beginning. That's just the beginning. Then there's another woman who's sitting at the bar. Let's call her a very rough 43. And she's basically soliciting, looking for anything and anyone. Um, for example, she looks at me and she goes, my name's Scott. I bet you would love to pay for my pussy, it feels like. And I'm like, no, I don't. No, thank you. Sure enough, she finds a hook. They start getting that in the pool. And I hear him say, let's call him Dum Dum. And Dum says, you know, my girlfriend would be really into this. So they walk off. They go into the ocean. Girlfriend comes around looking for Dum Dum with food for him, wondering where her Dum Dum is. And we all just kind of look at it going, eh, he went to the ocean. And basically, you hear a lot of yelling, reality stepping in. And basically, a relationship ruined because of a rough 43-year-old, a.k.a. 63. Hope you enjoy. So uh, a couple things to kind of wrap up both of Scott's uh, voicemail. First, thank you, Scott. The content is delightful. It's appreciated. Second, I love how Scott like has to uh, like announce his his. Uh, I don't want to call him bona fides because that's not it. But like, I wish I had a fucking uh, tractor trailer horn sound effect for for Scott tuning his own horn. Hey. Just got back from Jamaica. Hey, I'm in the Air France Lounge. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so funny. Um, but <clears throat> what a fucking crazy story. I hope you guys could hear that. Uh, you know, there, there are, and I've talked about it on the show before, the weird fucking shit that goes down at like adults, adults only. Resorts. I mean, <clears throat> I, you know, my wife and I have only gone a few times to uh, Sandals, which I think is a bit more tame than Secrets, which is where I think Scott was. I think he mentioned Secrets. Um, but it's always, you know, that's what, when you think adults only all inclusive, you know, the, the 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 immature people automatically assume, oh, it's a fucking swingers lounge. Well, you know, sure enough, here's Scott hanging out in Jamaica in a pool. Uh, rough 43, which, you know, look. Not everybody can be uh, an attractive 43 like myself. So, you know, what can you do? Rough 43-year-old walking around offering her snatch to, you know, whoever's there to take it. What I'm curious about is, 
was this woman alone? And I don't think I got that from from the vo- I, I listened to the voicemail a handful of times and I've read the poor ghoul trans, uh, transcription a handful of times and I don't see it. But you know, she find, she she finds a willing a willing participant. But the fact that there's two of these broads, you know, there's the boobs one and then there's the pussy one. I mean, that's there's there's a lot going on there in this Jamaican pool. But I guess, look, if you get away with it once, it kind of it kind of makes me and here's a terrible sort of connection, okay? Think about Deshaun Watson, the quarterback from the Texans, who's now being sued by 25 women, 25 masseuses. Is that the proper pluralization of masseuse, masseuses? Masai? No. I don't know. Anyway, my hypothesis there is that, and I think I've said this on the show too, is that uh, he got away with it once, like the first time. So the first time he goes in, uh, he makes a move on the masseuse. She obliges. So now he assumes that every single masseuse is willing to uh, to partake. So it makes me wonder if maybe this woman or these women did the same thing. The first time they went to a an adults-only all-inclusive joint, you know, it, it ended up being they got, they got it and... Uh, you know, they, they served it up, and it was taken. So it makes me wonder if that's how it went. I'm sorry, I'm moving around. It's a very unprofessional episode of the show. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I wonder if that's what that is. Huh. But then the dude's like, oh, geez, you know, I'm going to get up and leave. My wife or girlfriend is, is going to come back. Obviously, he knows that she's coming back, but he gets up and goes into the ocean with some skag. What's the matter with you, dude? That's what I said before. Fucking guys are so dumb. They're dumb. It could have been handled in a, in a number of different ways. Hey, hang out. Wait for my girlfriend to come back. Because obviously, he's assuming that she's going to be into it for some weird-ass reason. But if you play your cards right, you can make a joke out of it, right? You could say, well, just hang out here, wait for my, my girlfriend or my wife to come back. You know, make a little small talk. Hey, this place is pretty nice. Weather's pretty good. Is this your first time here? Are you by yourself? Then you know, your wife or girlfriend comes back. Honey, she wants to uh she wants she wants to join us in a uh, a, a romp between the sheets here at Secrets in Jamaica. I am totally slandering that organization, so my apologies. You know, and then when the wife or girlfriend is clearly disgusted, you can laugh it off and then tell the hag to to shove off. I had never thought of that until just now. That is a 100% promise. Not that I would ever be in that position anyway, so... But I just wonder how ruined that relationship actually is. I'm going to need a follow-up. Because you know, obviously, as with everything, uh, I have a ton more questions. Like, I need I, there's some circumstances involved. Like, what happened at the end? I'm sure Scott wasn't really willing to, to divulge in the dirty dirties while he's, uh, you know, sitting in the Air France lounge. <laughs> As he's getting ready to board a free flight to Gay Paris. Oh, man. Hey, Dave. It's Dave. Long time, no talk. Um, Something that's been on my mind all week. Taylor Swift. She is the most mediocre artist out there. What is all the fucking hype and worship over this chick? I just, I don't get it. She doesn't do it for me. Music, eh. Songwriting, eh, looks, eh. She's just, she's just average. That's all for me today. 
David, I couldn't, uh, I don't want to say I couldn't agree more. Because uh, I, I, I can't agree more. It, it, we, we have mostly the same thoughts here, okay? <clears throat> mostly. Number one, the the excitement and the hype surrounding this thing, this this re-recording, is bananas. Flat out fucking bananas. I don't get it. Obviously, maybe it's just not for me. I'm a I'm a I'm a guy in my early 40s. Taylor Swift is not for me. I don't know, but look, I can appreciate it. And I can say, um, you know, I can understand why people would like her music. Uh, I don't get the, you know, all the histrionics around the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I, I do get and I, I love the fact that she's she's telling uh, Scooter Braun, the guy who owns all of her previous recordings, to basically fuck off and re-recording everything. I mean, that is a baller-ass fucking move. I love that. She gets major points from me for that because that's awesome. I don't I just don't think the music's that good. I don't know. She's she she can sing. She's a good singer. Uh she can clearly write songs. You know, she does a good job. She tells stories. She's an excellent storyteller within the context of her music. Which is terrific. That's how you're supposed to do it. However, I mean Right now, I think Adele is better. I mean, Adele is a way better singer. Way better. You, No one will convince me otherwise. Because if you're listening to the two of them, and you think Taylor Swift is better, you're fucking on crack. On crack. There's just no way. Plus, you know, Adele can write stories within her music, the context of her music, and she does a hell of a job. Now, uh, Dave also mentioned looks. Taylor Swift is a very cute young woman. She's cute. That's all I got. You know, I'm not pining for the young lady by any stretch of the imagination. I think she's okay. I think Adele right now, she's okay. I think she might be better looking than uh, than Taylor Swift. That's what I think. Clearly, I'm just standing for Adele here, but what can you do? That's just how it is. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with David. The, the, the hype and the, the, the hysteria behind it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not following it. Hey, Dave, it's Dave again. I wasn't going to call again, but uh, you keep jamming it down our throats uh, on social media to leave voicemail, so I'm just trying to try to help a guy out. Um, but anyway, I'm a week late, uh, but hoping to make maybe a, a podcast first here by complaining about a caller that you had two weeks ago uh, who talked about how he hates when people talk to him at the Patriots game about other games going on. Honestly, this guy clearly is not a better. He clearly doesn't gamble on sports. Because that is my number one favorite thing when I go to a game. It's, hey, what's happening with that game? What's happening with that game? Because you know there's money everywhere. So I have the complete opposite stance of that guy. Uh, and hopefully I don't run into him at a game because he's not going to like the conversation. Um, but anyway, I wanted to give my two cents on that because I was appalled when I listened to that and clearly never want to be uh, in a sporting event with that guy. Uh, so, yeah, thanks. And uh, really happy that uh, you don't even – you. you when you tell people to call the voicemail now, you only put the numbers out. You don't even rip them, whatever you used to call it. And uh, I, I take full credit for that. Uh, so, yeah, have a good one. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, he, he, uh, fuck. Yeah, Dave does get full credit for just having the voicemail line number instead of me trying to be fucking kitschy and cute. Fuck. I forgot that was his idea because he couldn't spell on a telephone keypad. All of you fucking numbskulls. Goddamn. Anyway, looks like we have some listener-on-listener listener crime. Uh, Dave bringing the heat doesn't like what another listener said. 
Ooh. However, I kind of disagree with Dave in this one. Now, here's the thing, okay? I do gamble. Um, but I if if I'm paying to see a Patriots game, I'm there to watch the game. If I'm at a bar to watch a game and some people start talking about other games, fine. That's acceptable. But within the confines of the stadium, like you have all the information on your phone. Uh, you don't need to talk to strangers about it. Because I don't care. I can see it on my phone. If they if they show the highlights, which they do occasionally, they're old. <laughs> they're always old highlights during a stoppage of play. Let's go to the red zone. Here's such and such and so and so and doing this touchdown. Yeah, well, that happened fucking 15 minutes ago, John Rook. We already fucking know that. Fuck. I totally forgot that he'd said that, too. Damn it. Oh, well, I can't get mad. Uh, the voicemail numbers have been through the roof. It's all because of associate producer Dave. Thank you. However, I do disagree. Now, flip side of the coin here, right? Uh, I need uh, my uh, other listener buddy, Andrew, to call in and, uh, you know, have at it. Now, here's the thing. As I'm planning for the big episode number 100, hoping to have some, like, sort of a live interaction that hopefully I can record <laughs> and edit down into a podcast. Probably not going to happen because I am technologically dumb. But if we could get both those guys together, somehow, I don't know how, but, <laughs> oh boy, this is terrible. Uh, but it, you know, the, the concept here is terrific. Terrific concept, in theory. In practice, horrible, lousy. And it's all my fault. And I'm the one fucking steering the ship. Good Lord. Um, but yeah, so, you know, kind of the, as I'm rambling here. Oh, boy, a lot of rambling. Um, yeah, that's, you know, he's not... He's not totally right, but he's not totally wrong. Somewhere in the middle. And I think if, you know, if I'm there to watch the Patriots or, or watch whoever, it, 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 okay, so time out, back up. Here's the thing. If I'm in a stadium to see another game and I don't really give a fuck about that game, have at it. Talk to me about all the fucking games you want. But, I mean, if I'm specifically in a place to watch my team, I don't want to hear about anything else. You know, between innings, you can talk about it. During timeouts, you can talk about it. Halftime, talk about it, whatever. But I don't want to. I don't want someone to like be fucking punching me in the side, being like, "Oh, fucking Kansas City just threw a pick, man!" Like, all right, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm watching a uh, three yards in a cloud of dust down the field here. So, yeah, that, that's, that's where we differ, I think. But I think it, it sort of matters uh, where you are in, in the situation. And I, I rambled for four and a half minutes. Yeah, so I don't know if, like, every time I make complaints, I'm just going to do, like, you know, two complaints in a row anytime I decide to. But, you know, here I am doing that again. But uh, And I don't know if this is kind of hacky or not, but I just feel really passionately about this, like, this year. But... um. I really hate, uh, like, when people decide to, like, throw birthday parties for themselves, like, when it's not a milestone. Like, I've had to go to, like, a couple 28th birthday outings, like, this year, and I'm just not really into it. I feel like it's, like, you know, my girlfriend tried making me do that for my birthday, and I was like, no, I just want to go out to dinner with you, you know, get a few drinks or whatever, and she, like, made it into this like group outing anyways and I like openly was just like why are we doing this like and I could see though like I said with milestones um like say you're turning 30 and you want to like 
rent out a function room or something and then just be like, hey, pass in, stop in for a drink, like, let's, you know, cheers or, you know, make, like, a casual night of it. But, you know, like, this weekend coming up, I have to go to this birthday in, in uh, I'm in Boston, I'm going to the seaport, like, there's a full itinerary, we're going from, like, 5.30 to 7 to one restaurant, then, like, 7 to 8.30 at another, and then we're ending up at the Grand at some point, like, it, I literally just want to get sick, like, or get covid not really, but, you know, I just don't want to fucking do this shit. And I think it's just like, come on, we all need to grow up now. Like, there's no reason to not say happy birthday to somebody, but do we really need to be doing all of this just because you, like, lived another year? <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> that was... I am so mad at myself uh, that I have never had that complaint uh you know non-milestone birthday celebrations or birthday parties for yourself all of that was unbelievable fucking a that was good and i i agree with all of it a couple of things all right one i think it's way worse if you are uh in a relationship you're a male. Now, look, I don't want to sound sexist, but I think I think it's more of the female persuasion uh, that gets into that, oh, my God, it's my birthday thing. You know what I mean? And the, the, the holy shit, we need to do something thing. So if you're a guy... <clears throat> And I can only speak from a male perspective. So if you're a guy and you're in your late 20s, late 20s, early 30s, you're in a steady relationship. Uh, your lady has a lot of friends. You tend to hang out and they do things together. Uh, you're stuck doing whatever at the whim of your significant other okay i think it's way worse if you live <clears throat> in a thriving metropolitan area such as uh boston and it's probably i would hear me out okay do you think it's worse do you think it's worse if you live in boston than if you lived in new york city okay where in new york city this is how I've always felt New York City was, okay? Where there's something different to do all the time. All the time. Literally, you could do something different, go someplace different and new every single night for a year. Maybe even more than that. Whereas, in Boston, you don't have those options. You have a lot fewer, even especially now, it's even fewer. So, like Andrew said there, where... They're going from this restaurant, which now, now see, I, I've, I've fucking confused myself here because I'm trying to do eight things at once. You're going to go, you're going to start at 530 and then leave somewhere exactly at seven o'clock and then go to the next stop. How many fucking stops? That's appalling. That is appalling. The poor guy has to go to the seaport. The seaport is nice, but. Here's the thing. Every single time I've been to the seaport in the last five years, it's different. There's something new every single fucking time. And I'm just waiting for that whole section of the city to just fucking fall into the ocean. Because it's like like the rest of the city. It's built on fill. It just seems that the seaport is just newer fill. So, I don't know. <clears throat> but man, that was great. That was so fucking good. That was a dream voicemail. Thank you. Uh, not to say that the previous voicemails that I got from David and from Scott were not as good. Even though they weren't. No, no, no. Serious. No. It's just that Andrew's was delightful. And, and again, because I'm pissed off at myself for not thinking of that before. Throwing your own birthday party. When you get to be, like, in your 40s, though, 
and you have a birthday, it's like, okay, um, you can either, you can go one of two ways with that. All right. You can either not give a fuck or you can go all out. Some people choose to go all out because, you know, maybe something happened to them in their thirties and they want to, uh, celebrate the fact that they're still alive. I don't know. I guess you could do that at any age though, right? doesn't have to be restricted to your forties, does it? I don't think so. I don't really have a, I don't know. Hmm. I just, if somebody else throws you the birthday party, fine. That's okay. Roll with it. Roll with it. But don't be planning your own shit. Especially if it's a, a large event where you're going from venue to venue with a group of people. And again, I guess you can get away with that in the city, but out here in the burbs, out here in the sticks, you know, we can only go to a handful of places. And it's usually hibachi and then the strip club. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm back with another complaint this week. Uh, so I don't know if it's an Irish thing, but um, I have like a few friends like that come from Irish immigrant parents and they see a similarity in what I'm about to complain about. But um, I kind of hate like how my mom and like, a lot of old people I know, like, when they don't know what else to talk about, they just, like, mention how someone died. Like, uh, earlier today, you know, I'm just talking with my mom, and she goes, like, oh, you know, like, PD died. Like, this random fucking guy in Ireland that I've met one time. And, like, that's just kind of a recurring theme with uh, just not knowing what else to talk about, really. Um, and... I like then I look like the asshole because I don't say anything. I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, that sucks. Like, boo. But um, you know, like I, it's at the point now, like where this guy at work, like he brought it up today to me too. How he had to go to a wake and like that he didn't really know the guy, but it's like a friend of a friend, and it just seems like old people. What are they doing? Like, are they just like worried about themselves dying soon, and that's why they like go to more funerals and shit? Um, anyways, like. That's my complaint. I just, I'm kind of sick of hearing uh, the conversation topic of it just being death after death. And especially when it's people I don't even know. Like, it's not like it's a celebrity or something. Like, it's just a random person. Like, I don't know. Makes me feel like a bad person, I guess, because I'm here thinking, like, I don't want to hear about people dying and shit, but I, like, I guess I wouldn't want that for myself or, like, for other people that I know. But, yeah. Just rambling now, I guess. Anyways, yeah, death is a boring conversation topic, in my opinion. You're a terrible person, Andrew, for a number of different reasons. One, uh, you call into this awful, awful program. That's not true. I take all that back. It's not true. Mainly because I think I uh, mixed up. I flip-flopped your, your voicemails. So beginning of your first voicemail, you're like, I think we're just going to call in and, and, and leave too. Well, that should have been second. But anyway, so <clears throat> that is not an old, uh, a specifically Irish thing. I think, I think it's prop. it could be, uh, you know, first, second generation immigrants where they seem, I don't know, maybe it, I don't know where I'm going to go with this. They seem more fixated on death? No, I don't think that's it. Because I vividly remember my my grandmother, uh, who was, um, she was born here. Her father was from uh, Portugal. And I, like she would say to me all the time about so-and-so being sick, and I would be like, Grammy, I have no, I have no clue who you're talking about. Oh, it's... So and so's cousin's wife. I'm like, okay, I don't know who that is. I have no idea. So I don't think it's specific to any one ethnicity. I just think it's an old people thing. When you get to be a certain age, and again, you'll you'll figure this out. When you get to a certain age, um, you start going to more funerals than weddings, and that's when the fucking tide turns. All right. 
And so <clears throat> this year for me, I think has been that, that sort of page turn because I've been to a lot more funerals this year than weddings. Um, there was a couple weddings that, you know, supposed to go to didn't go for one reason or another over funerals. I had to go to quite a few, been to, I think three. Um, but in the other thing too, is think about it this way. Okay. What is the one thing we all have in common? One thing, death, we all die. It, it's literally the one commonality from every, for every single person on planet earth that has ever existed ever is death. So that could be why conversations tend to go that way because that is the that's the one thing that connects us all. I mean maybe birth, but I mean when you're born you can't really conversate. And it's not as if you're coming out of the womb like, "Oh, fuck, what is going on?" All I think of is like Will Ferrell, that old SNL skit where he He's a newborn, and he's got a full fucking mustache, and he's smoking a cigarette. Oh, that was good stuff. Classic. So that, you know, it's the one it's the one tie that binds us all together is death. So that could be why people talk about it all the time, because it's just something that uh, it comes up. Plus, nobody nobody likes it, you know? And it's not it's not as if they're, they're making that comment, at least I don't think making that conversation to because it's a a good thing, right? I don't know. I guess it depends on the person. I don't know how old Andrew is. I'm going to assume he's a younger guy in his 20s. It's my assumption. As an old fuck, as an official old, uh, it, it starts to get a little bit more dark as you get a little older where you like you can kind of you know, it's not, it's not like you can see, uh, you know, the end of the road. But you feel it coming. You know, there's a turn up ahead. You can see the turn. And you know when you make that turn, like, whoop, that could be the end. So you know it's there and it's, it's you know, you have to deal with it in your own way. Which is, which is the other commonality that we have. You can't tell someone how to deal with their impending doom. Not even doom, that's the wrong word. With their impending end. Like, nobody wants to die too soon, right? People, you know, in general, just want to keep living. That's usually how it goes. Some people don't. But, you know. However, his complaint about people always talking about it and it being a boring conversation topic, accurate. That's accurate. And that tells me that whoever is bringing that up literally has nothing else to talk about. So your mother has nothing else to talk about with you. <laughs> so it's all up to you. It's up to you to end the conversation with, uh, thank you for calling, mother. I appreciate it. It was wonderful to talk to you. I love you. Goodbye. Before she can bring up death, you got to know when to cut it off. And the, you know what the worst part is? Because <laughs> this has happened to me a thousand times. You're, you're having a conversation with your... It happened with my grandmothers. And so you're having a conversation. And then whatever the conversation was, it stops. So, so, so it's like, well, so then I, you know, I wrap that up and I, uh, you know, I got an, an A on my uh, on my history test. Oh, that's great. You know your great uncle Joey died. Oh. That was a Freudian slip on my part. I'm going to apologize to my wife for that one. My apologies. Didn't mean that. I swear to God. <laughs> um, but there's the slight pause. And then death. 
that's where the conversation goes. I was I was on such a good that <laughs> that was a really good uh, point, and I totally fucking botched that. And I'm seven minutes into this segment, so I can't start over. <laughs> Oh, no, that is not good. Uh, But anyways, yeah, too much death. My uncle passed away uh, last week. It was unfortunate. He was in his early 70s. That was one of the funerals I had to go to. And here I am fucking talking about death. Fucking A. Like, don't do that. But look, again, it's the one thing that... We all have in common. And eventually you're going to get to a point where your life is so boring that all you can talk about is death. Okay, free ad time. Last week I did a uh, a charity. I can still do a charity. Good Sports. Good Sports. Check it out. Goodsports.org. Uh, a wonderful organization. <clears throat> they give... Uh, sporting goods and equipment to underserved youth throughout the greater Boston, New England region. Check it out, goodsports.org. Another free ad. Friend of the show, Wicked, Wicked Modern Websites. Wicked Modern Websites. WickedModernWebsites.com Web design, SEO, uh, consultations, content management systems, strategies, brandings, the whole works. They'll do it for you. My buddy AP, he will, he will do, he will do you well. That sounded weird. Fuck, he will do you well? Ugh. (laughs) uh i don't know if he'll do you well like you know that's between you and him but i have a feeling he'd probably build you a a, a pretty good website so you know you can check that out (laughs) oh god i'm the worst wicked modern websites dot com All right, as it is Thursday, and it's time for everyone's favorite part of the program, three gripes. Gripe number one. Now, I am uh, guilty of being exceptionally petty. However, I am well within my rights this time around. The Mercedes electric car commercial that features uh, a Christmas carol uh, fucks that whole thing right in the eye. Ebenezer Scrooge is uh, in bed. All of a sudden, an apparition appears. It's Jacob Marley. And uh, I think so. I, I, I Honestly... My my entire uh, recollection of the, of a Christmas Carol is a little skewed. But anyways, <clears throat> there's the apparition, and he says, "We're gonna, gonna show you Christmas past." And there's this, you know, ah, fuck. <laughs> it's just a fucking awful commercial, okay? For it's a it's for an electric car. Fuck. They do the Christmas pass thing. He's standing in the street. There's horse and buggies. He gets like, you know, his his bare feet get covered in shit. You know, because it's he's in the street. And God knows where. Because it's a completely, uh, you know, I don't know the right word for it. But there's no, you don't know where this guy is. You just know he's in the past. <clears throat> then he goes to uh, the present. And there he is, again, now standing on an overpass, and he's looking down uh, now on the side of the road, and 
see, you know, it's modern day traffic and there's a guy sitting in a truck she just says, oh, come on. And that's it. That's the cut. Nothing else happens except it's traffic. You hear some horns and then the guy, oh, come on. And then it says, and now here's the future. And it's a shot of this dumb fucking car. Say, like, hold on. Scrooge, in this particular instance, is a young white man with a uh, perfectly trimmed five o'clock shadow in his, in his silk sheets. He's wearing a t-shirt and pants to bed. There's something wrong there. Maybe it's because I'm fat. Like, how many dudes wear fucking pants to bed? Pajama pants to bed. How many fucking dudes do that? I would hope not many. But anyways, here he is. Young, white, probably a fucking investment banker at Goldman Sachs. Uh, And then he just gets in the car and uh, wistfully drives away. That's the future. It's a fucking... Uh, peonies and like, no traffic, but it, and it's all because he got into this fucking absurdly expensive electric Mercedes. <clears throat> the thing that gets me, okay, Mercedes is not a poor uh, company. They've made a ton of commercials, and I think I think this is a general gripe for like car commercials in general. Why are they all so fucking dumb? And it's that time of year, folks. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. It's the old put a bow on top of a new car season. Throw that into a fucking commercial. As if normal people are buying anybody a new Lexus for fucking Christmas. No? No. Because it doesn't fucking happen. The only time it would happen is if it was a fucking 1995 Nissan Altima that you're buying for your for your kid. You put a you put a fucking bow on that and you throw the key at him like, "Oh, you got to pay the insurance, motherfucker." Just a fucking horrible horrible commercial. I hope they don't sell a single one of those fucking things and I am very pro electric car to a point. I think if you start flooding the market with the with these electric cars, it's gonna it's gonna kill the grid. You need to start from the top down. So you need more renewable energy than the electric cars. You can't go the other way around. Can't go electric cars and then try to build out renewable energy because that ain't gonna fucking happen. But again, it ain't gonna happen because there's way too much fucking oil money greasing the assholes of the right. You know what I mean? And the left, let's be real. Boy, that went off the rails quick, huh? Oof. Yikes. Gripe number two. Facebook live videos selling fake bags. Fake fake bags. Fake, uh, um, what's the word? Fuck. Ah, fake designer bags. That's what, designer what a, what a, it's as if, hey, uh, the municipalities have shut down the, the black markets on Canal Street and in Chinatown throughout the country. So now we're going to have Facebook live videos. So now we're going to be even more like out in the open, yet uh, flourishing nonetheless. And there's a reason the supply chain is clogged, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason that you cannot get that brand new Furby for your kid or that fucking Turbo Man doll or that PlayStation 5 that little Sally is just pining for. It's because all of the ports in the United States are full of fake designer bags. Probably not, but you get the gist. Drives me fucking bonkers. I really don't care. I don't. I I really don't care. I just find the whole concept ludicrous. That's just me. Gripe number three. Attorneys. 
this past Sunday, uh, we attended the uh, Patriots v. Cleveland Browns matchup. Where the Patriots went out and absolutely fucking steamrolled the Browns. I mean, steamrolled them. It was embarrassing. Like, here I am thinking, I was nervous. I didn't bet on the game. Because I thought for sure it was going to be tight. Nope. Nope. That was a loose game. At the tailgate, there was a group next to us. Uh, started off relatively small, and I was like, oh, okay, these guys seem okay. There's only a few of them. Well, it grew throughout the course of the day. Filled up uh, with, uh, I would say, you know, folks in their 20s. Uh, very well-dressed, like too well-dressed for a football game. Um, I don't think there were any uh, jerseys. I think they were all just wearing their uh, Burberry winter coats and uh, stylish boots. Men, women, the like. There was one gentleman who seemed to be the ringleader for the affair, a thick Chicago accent on this guy, and rocking what looked to be a very large Patriots Super Bowl ring. Now, the hypothesis between myself and my brother was that it was fake, but it was a really nice fake. Then again, as the uh, the, the morning uh, went on, you start to get a an idea of who these people were, because now they start talking litigation. They're going on and on, and this guy is holding court, telling stories in the parking lot of Gillette Stadium. I wonder if he um, maybe did some legal work for the team at one point, and as a thank you, was given a Super Bowl ring, perhaps. Because honestly, those there are a lot of them floating around out there. They're very generous with their tertiary rings. They're not, they're not the player ring or the team front office ring. They're like the uh, the backroom staff ring. A little smaller, maybe not real diamonds. But this guy was, you know, he was rocking it. And it got me thinking, is... Is there a more um, boring profession than law in a social setting? Because if you're not with other attorneys or other uh, legal, you know, eagles, legal eagles. (laughs) That was terrible. If you're not with other legal eagles, uh, it's boring conversation, right? There's nothing of substance there because you can't be talking litigation with people who don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Or, you know, even if they have a sort, you know, kind of an idea of what you're talking about, it's still not going to make for a good back and forth. So all it's going to be is you're going to be listening to this guy talk or this girl talk the whole time about something you really don't care about. Sure, that can be said for a lot of different conversations that you have, but I think it's worse with attorneys. That's just what I think. Because they just come off as terribly boring people to begin with. They fight. They fight and fight and fight. And, and work so very hard to pass the bar exam. Every... Attorney that I, I knew that was in law school, and there weren't many, I think it was only like three or four through the course of growing up and, you know, friend of friends and shit like that. It was always that they couldn't be around because they had to study for the bar. Oh, when's that? Is it this weekend? No, it's in six months. What? It's like they fucking scrap and claw and, and, and you know, spend... Hours, days, months studying to pass this test. And then once they pass it, it's like, oh, okay, I'm boring now. 
all of their energy sapped, done, gone. And now they get to be boring and wealthy. Maybe not entirely wealthy, but, you know, the odds are in their favor. So, yeah. Uh, if you know an attorney and, and you care to disagree, please let me know. I'd love to hear it. <clears throat> That's it for the show. Big, big thanks again to Scott, AP Dave, to Andrew. Thank you so much, guys, for calling in. It's appreciated. Please, I beg of you, tell your friends. It's a wonderful outlet. 617-657-4736. Call in. Now, I'm formulating plans for uh, <clears throat> maybe a pre-episode 100 event. Uh, there will be no show next week. There will be no show the week after. Next week is Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll do a show next week, but maybe it won't be like an official episode. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> and then the week after, I'm on vacation. So, uh, tentatively, episode 100, the big fucking 100th episode of this stupid fucking bullshit show would drop on the ninth day of December. Ninth day of December. Fingers crossed that nothing goes wrong. But I'm going to try to um, to do a some sort of maybe uh, an Instagram live or uh, maybe I'll do them all. Twitter spaces, Instagram live, something on YouTube, something on StreamYard, which is something I've been looking into. Um, but, you know, I don't really have a camera. So maybe I should get one of those. I don't know. We'll see. But I ask you to tell your friends, um, let's get on board here, okay? Uh, I know that everybody you know has something to complain about. I know that for an absolute fucking fact. It's true. Complaining is not really good for you in, in, in general. Uh, but, you know, think about it as, as, as you know, it's a tad cathartic to, to, to release, Okay, if you if you have some stress built up and you need to release, I don't mean that in a disgusting sexual way. Please, don't be that person. Uh, you can call in, be on the show. Um, once episode one hundred is complete, we're going to hopefully get back to uh, having some guests on the show. Love to do some more uh, guest appearances. Via Zoom, maybe I'll rent a VFW and have a big live show. Probably not. Um, I'm also formulating plans to do a second podcast where it might be entirely sports related, just because, again, I am a dummy and don't know anything else. But for now, the road to 100 is almost complete. Um, so please go to my Twitter page at Complaints Pod, my Instagram page at Complaints Pod. I have a Facebook page, but as always, fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't use. Um, I don't have TikTok. Um, some other stuff. Uh, get ready. Go to the uh, Instagram page this week. You will see some bathroom marketing uh, this week. That's the plan. Uh, hopefully, can get some bathroom marketing going um, throughout the. Um, greater mid-Illinois, western Indiana area. And then um, <clears throat> on vacation, I will be in, uh, in uh, uh, Detroit and then all of Ohio. It's a glorious vacation, okay? Fuck yourself. Um, but listen, thank you as always. I've just rambled. Man, Dayquil. I am hopped up. Yikes. Hopefully that was a good end to the program, huh? Probably not. But that's it. Thank you as always. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> oh, man. This is terrible. All right. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.
speech. I am speechless. <laughs>